Hi, this is the Bloody Bizarre Podcast, Episode 3. My name's Emma. I'm Sarah. We've got Becky here. The reason we started this in such a efficient manner is because Becky just told us off for our previous intro. This is our is, second this is this our is second our attempt. Second try. Yeah. Just recapping what I said in the previous start, Becky told us to not say um and I'm not allowed to clear my throat. I'm gonna struggle with not saying um or like. Nobody told me there'd be photos. Becky's taking a photo of us currently. Stop. <laughs> so this is episode three. Hopefully you're still with us and um, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode too. So should I just jump in? It's my episode this week. Yeah. Do we have any like housekeeping kind of stuff that we have to... Oh, yeah, we do. Yep. Um, the website and stuff. Oh, yeah. If you haven't already, please follow us on social media. We've got Instagram. We've got... Uh, a website. A website. Bloodybazaar.com. Do we have a Twitter account? We do. We have a Twitter account. And we also have a Gmail. Yes, we have a Gmail. Becky just mouthed obviously at me. So. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, that's the housekeeping, I think. Just yeah, and, um, get on it. And if, you, if you're listening and you have any, um, like, feedback uh, or, like, specific things that you want us to talk about or anything like that, Drop us a line. Send them through. Yeah, just don't be too mean because, as we said in the last two, we're still new at this, so we're still figuring it all out. Don't be mean or cry. I won't cry, but... If I get really drunk, I'll cry. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to start on episode three, and this week I'm covering the Erickson sisters or the Erickson twins. They're twins. They're sisters that are twins. Okay. Okay. As twins usually... Sisters... Well, no, yeah. Yeah, if you say Erickson sisters and that they're twins, it kind of denotes that they're Okay, well, some people, you know, just clearing it up for everyone. So I got sources this week. My sources this week are Wikipedia, obviously. Mm -hmm. A YouTube video by that chapter called The Shocking Case of the Erickson Twins. Mm -hmm. A BBC News article with no byline. The National Library of Medicine. Uh, I got a journal. I looked at a journal article from there by Suresh Kumar Subramanian Thomas Abraham Kumar, called uh, Folia Do, Indian Journal of Psychiatry. Oh, is this a Folia Folia Do? It's it's Folia De is how it's pronounced. Folia De. Yeah, and yes, it is. Yeah, that's exciting. All right, let's get. Sorry, yeah, because I don't know. I don't know anything about this one. I remember when we were looking at it the other week, and you were like, "This is what I'm doing." I completely forgot, so I don't know. As you're talking, I might pick it up. Mm-hmm, you will, you will. Um, oh, I should also mention that there is a my favorite murder episode on this that I have listened to in the past. I just didn't listen to it before I did my research mm-hmm. on this, so yeah. that's probably in the back of my mind too. Okay, if there's a my favorite murder of it, I've you probably, will have heard it, yeah. yeah, I've probably heard it. It's a, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a relatively early episode, so. Okay. Okay, so Ursula and Sabina Eriksson were born in Sweden in November of 1967. Identical twins, they grew up in Sumbarmland. Pronunciation? Sum, sum, how does it S-U-M-M-E? And then, like, farmland, but with oh. a B. Sum? Or summer? Sum? Varmland. Varmland. Okay, so they had an older sister as well and a younger brother. Oh, sorry, and an older brother. So they were the youngest and they were twins. Mm -hmm. 
there was no mention of any mental illness or criminal conviction or anything like that prior to anything any of this happening. As adults, Ursula lived in the US while Sabina lived in uh, Cork in Ireland. That's their that's all we know about their their previous life. So then let's move to 2008 when this incident occurred. Right. So Ursula was visiting Sabina. I've always thought it was Sabine. And so I actually wrote all of this, um, all of my research, and I'd called her Sabine. And then I had to go back through and change them all to Sabina. It's definitely Sabina. Becky's nodding her head. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So 2008, Ursula was visiting Sabina at her place in Ireland. And um, for reasons that are never actually properly explained, both women decide to uh, take the ferry over to Liverpool. Just for fun. Why not? Leaving Sabina's husband and kids without any word. Okay, that's that's yeah. a bit weird. They just hop a ferry, you know. It's not it's not like it's um like a day trip. Oh, maybe no. it is. I don't know. They're pretty close to each other. I don't think it's a day trip. This that's not what it said. It seemed weird in all the articles. It's like yeah, yeah. I mean, even if it's a day trip, you like you say to your husband, "Oh yeah, we're gonna pop exactly," in. or your kid like your kids. It's two thousand eight. Yeah. They would yeah. have mobiles. Yep. So once in Liverpool, both women go to a uh, police station over there to report concerns over the welfare and safety of Sabina's children. Okay, very. Getting weirder. Why you wouldn't just do that in Cork, in the town where your kids actually are, I don't know. Also, why would you leave them? If- yeah, if you're concerned about the safety and welfare, yeah. So the police that they talk to get in contact with their Dublin colleagues to follow up on the report. What was the report? Like, what were the concerns? I don't know. Just they were concerned about their welfare. And it's it's learned when they make that call that um, Sabina and her husband had had a fight the night before as well. Mm, okay. So, I don't know. Shortly after making this report, the women board a bus to London. So they're on this bus journey. And according to a police report, the twins got off from the bus at a survey because, at a service station because they weren't feeling well. But the driver of this bus says that, they, that he left them at this motorway stop uh, because he became suspicious of their quote erratic behavior, so the woman the women wouldn't let him search their bags, and he wanted to search their bags because he noticed that they were like clinging to them and like acting shifty and kind of you know he thought that they might have had something like illegal in their bags, yeah, and they wouldn't let him um, check their bags, so he was like, "Hey, get fucked, you're not coming back on the bus." Yeah, so yeah. he leaves them at this um, service stop service station. Um, also, I think, like, 2008, I think um, terror was a big concern. Well, it was, yeah, it was after 9-11, so I'm sure that... Yeah, post-9-11 world. And it w- and, and been post- Wasn't it 2007 when the bombs went off in London? Um, Let's check that, because I don't want to get that wrong. 2005, yeah, 2005. 2005 so... Okay, so that's still fresh in everyone's minds. Yeah. And I'm sure that there were other things that we're forgetting currently. I think the whole of the early 2000s, it was that kind of climate. Of... And yeah, it still kind of is as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so he doesn't let them back on the bus, which, fine. Um, let's see. So... Good on him. Do you remember that um, story out of America about the guy on the Greyhound bus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, the cannibal, know, yep. Yeah, that... Yep. <sighs> yeah, that one is fucked up. Yeah. So he doesn't let them back on the bus. The manager of the service station that he left them out, was informed that they were weird. And so she also gets a weird feeling from them, so she calls the cops. Mm -hmm. The cops arrive and talk to these two girls, two two women, 
Um, but they leave them and they're like, oh, they seem harmless. There's nothing wrong with them. I don't know if they check their bags. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they would have. But the thing is, later on in the day, after the events of all this motorway stuff happened, um, which I'll explain, their bags were searched and apparently they found a whole bunch of broken phones in their bags. So that's weird. And I don't know why that wasn't like, but I guess that's not, that's not illegal to have that. But if you've got a bunch of them, wouldn't you go, oh, they might be stolen and like take them? Yeah. At least be like, what's up with all the phones? Yeah. But maybe they gave a good enough answer and they were, you know, let to leave on their merry way. Yeah. I get, I, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, if they weren't doing anything illegal, then they might have just been like, yeah, they're fucking weird, but. Two, two white women, two white blonde women on your way. <laughs> Off you go. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if a little while later, they're seen on CCT, CCTV footage begin to walk on foot down the central reservation of the M6 motorway. Now, I saw a video of this and it's a really busy, like it's like, I think it's like six lanes across and it's this... Like a freeway. It's a freeway basically, yeah. And um, not basically, it is six lanes and they, they're they doing like, you know, 90 to 100 kilometres an hour, what's that, like 50 odd mm-hmm. miles per hour. And this uh, central reserve that they're walking down is no, no wider than a footpath oh my god and so there's cars zipping past them on both both directions going both directions it's it's you know weird yeah and a bad idea of course so they're seen on the cctv and then um you see them start to climb over the start to climb over the guardrail oh my god and so then they start trying to cross the road but not taking into account the cars or anything so sabina gets hit by the car, by a car. She only suffers minor injuries, but highway agency officers are obviously called, and so they quickly respond, and the police are called as well from the Central Motorway Police Group, which are like uh, traffic cops, basically, I think. And it, it just so happened that during this time, the Central Motorway Police Group were being tailed by this TV crew who were filming a show called Motorway Cops. So all this was being filmed then. Oh, my God. So they're all in attendance, right? They're talking to these two women. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to cross the road? You've been hit. Like, yeah. they're tending to them. They're, they're getting all the information, whatever. So they're all standing there on this hard shoulder of the motorway. There's people zipping past, right? And the police were being briefed, you know, this is what's going on. And this is all on camera. This is all on film. You can watch this. They're all talking. Have you watched it? Yeah. It's not that traumatic. It's just like, it, I guess it's just shocking because, like, it's so weird. Um... They're all talking. Then all of a sudden, Ursula starts starts trying to get onto the onto the road. She starts like trying to pull away from the cops. He grabs her jacket. She pulls out of it and runs straight into the side of a lorry of a truck that's going fifty six miles per hour or ninety kilometers an hour. Oh God! Sabina then really quickly follows her, just darts out into the traffic and hits is hit head on by a hatchback also traveling at high speed. Oh holy shit! So that's all on camera. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? They don't. They don't show them being hit. They just show them running out into the traffic. Oh my god! And actually, I did see her like like roll out onto the road, but it's not. It's not at all traumatic it's to not me. Too graphic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I wanted to also mention here. Oh, they both survive. What? Yeah. The one who got hit head on mm-hmm. by a hatchback going at ninety. Mm-hmm. How's that even possible? 
have I survived? And uh, yeah, it reminded me of that time we were in Hong Kong and you tried to stop me walking out to traffic and I, sh- <laughs> and I shrugged you off. <laughs> we were. Have we told you that story back? It's typical Emma. So we were like walking, we were going across a road and like Emma didn't even look and there was a car coming. So I grabbed her jacket to stop her and she like pulled like away. Angrily pulled angrily away. Angrily pulled away as if I was just grabbing her jacket for no reason. <laughs> Walked out in front of a taxi and this taxi like slammed their brakes on and was like, what the hell? And I was like, what the hell? Like I grabbed your jacket to stop, I was like, Sorry, stop you from like- dying. <laughs> <laughs> But that's that's what the footage reminded me of, the way that she shrugged out of this jacket. <laughs> <laughs> um so so all right, so Sabina has uh been hit by the hatchback, Ursula has run into the side of a truck that's mm. like obviously like, you know, hit, horribly injured her. Um Yeah, but, Patchy ran into the side of a car once. That doesn't surprise me. Mm. Patchy is Sarah's dog. He's sitting here right now. Patchy isn't a person. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula was immobilized because the lorry had crushed her legs. So I guess she'd like gone underneath it a little bit. Yeah. Sabina was knocked unconscious. Okay. Yeah. So Ursula is immobilized. Sabina's out cold for about 15 minutes, I think. And the cops are standing there. The cops, paramedics are there. Going, what just happened? happened? Yeah. (laughs) The pair were being treated by paramedics, but Ursula kept resisting medical aid. She was spitting, scratching, screaming. Like she seemed like she was on drugs, right? Ursula uh, yells at the police, but people that are restraining her, I recognise you, I know you're not real. Mm. And Sabina, now conscious, yells over to Ursula, they're going to steal your organs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right? Jesus. I know it's not funny. But... It's, it's funny. Well, I guess it's not funny currently. Yeah, there you go. Becky's showing us some photos. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my Yeah, that's exactly how Emma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. So that one, I think, is – that one must be Sabina. Looks – yeah. If she's on the ground, I think it's Sabina. So, yeah, they're going to steal your organs, right? So uh, this is Sabina, who's been unconscious for the last 15 minutes after being hit head on by a hatch. She gets to her feet. Everyone's trying to keep her down on the ground, be like, no, 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 calm, like, calm down, calm down, stay down. You're really hurt. Yeah. Stay down. So she starts screaming for help and being like, call the police, call the police. They're there. She hits an officer in the face. That's on t- that's on camera too. It's it's like, it's a little bit Benny Hill funny, <laughs> the way that it happens. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't look like it would have been like, a, it wasn't a full connect hit. It was like, she almost like slapped her. Right. And then, but and the officer falls down. And oh. But so, yeah. I so, feel sorry for these cops. Oh, so they would have been traumatised. Yeah. Like, we're trying to help you. Yeah literally just get away from the road yeah we are the police yeah dickhead so then so yeah so sabina hits this this officer officer goes down she runs onto the other side of the motorway now i think by this point in time the like all the commotion had slowed everyone down and so she doesn't um yeah you would think by this point it would be like traffic almost stopped on yeah 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 Yeah. rubberneckers and that and the like yeah as, I mean, I would be rubbing I would too, of course. It was two women. I'm not above it. No. Emergency workers and several members of the public catch up with her, restrain her, and carry her to a waiting ambulance, at which point she was handcuffed and sedated. Yeah. So that's Sabina, right? And then the other one's got her legs crushed. Yes. So. Yes. Really quickly, a suicide pact or, or drug use was suspected, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, why, like, initially, what else would you think it could be? Yeah. Ursula was airlifted to the hospital and Sabina was just driven there. And at the hospital, uh, we don't hear a lot about how, how Ursula was acting, but Sabina really quickly calms down, gets under control, doesn't seem to be worried about her sister at all, doesn't even ask about her. It's just like, well, you know. she There's video of her um, and she says something like, I didn't write it down, but she says something like, bad things um, never never happen alone. They always, something always follow, follows or maybe two things. So, mm. right? Good, good, um, Swedish accent. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and she was also like, the, the cop is like doing things with her, with her feet. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, my feet smell, like hold your breath. Like she's making jokes and stuff. She's completely normal mm. at the police station while she's away from Ursula. So she's released five hours later from police custody after all that. Oh, my God. According to the cops, she was relaxed and sane and... But wait, what about her crushed legs? No, sorry. That's Ursula. Sabina. Did I say Ursula? Sabina was released from the hospital. Oh, okay. The one that was hit by the hatchback. Mm -hmm. She was released. Mm -hmm. The one that had just been handcuffed and Mm -hmm. sedated. Mm -hmm. She was released five hours later. Mm -hmm. I would say there was no mental... Did psychiatrist yeah, speak to her or anything? Not that I am aware of. It's not listed anywhere. And in a video that I watched, that YouTube video I watched, he goes, I guess they didn't, like, they did They did not get any, Do, any like, mental, mental health professional. Yep. Dear God. A couple of days later, Sabina is released from court. So I guess she went to court without a full psychiatric evaluation. She pleaded guilty to the charges of trespassing on the motorway and hitting a police officer. Right. Right? The court sentenced her to one day in custody, one whole day. But hitting a cop. Yep. Which, because she had spent the night in custody, she'd already already served. It is, yeah. So Sabina, um, she's got that one day in custody, because she's already served that one day in custody, uh, she's already served the sentence. So she's released immediately from court. Ursula is still in hospital at this point. With her crushed legs. Mm-hmm. In hospital bed. <laughs> Not just in, in bed. <laughs> just having a snooze. Yeah. She's she's having a lie-in. <laughs> oh, Ursula, she's tired. Uh, Sabina leaves court. She's got a plastic bag full of her items, right? She begins wandering the streets of Stoke-on-Trent. She's got nowhere to go. W- wait, why doesn't she go home? She's from Sweden. Yeah. Well, sorry, she lives in, she lives in, where does she live? America or something. Yeah, why doesn't she go home? Oh, back to Ireland? Yeah. Well, hang on, was it Sabina or Ursula that had kids? Yeah, yeah, it was Sabina. Yeah, hey, I don't Either know. Either way, they've both got homes to go to. Mm-hmm. So she just begins wandering Go streets. home. And I think she's think she's checking into hospitals to try and find her sister. Okay. All right, but then I'm sure that the cops would have been like, this is where she is if you yeah. want to go and see her. Yeah. Like, obviously they would do that. Yeah. But anyway, so while she's on a little stroll around town, she wanders, uh, She comes across these two guys, Glenn Hollinshead and his friend Peter Malloy. According to Malloy, the three of them struck up a conversation. Sabina seemed friendly. She was patting the dog, chatting with him. Um, but he did say that she seemed nervous, which made Malloy nervous and uneasy. Mm-hmm. So Sabina asks the two if they knew of any bed and breakfast nearby, but it was already 7pm, so Hollinshead is like, oh, do you want to just come back to mine for the night? Like... Don't don't worry about it now. We'll find a place in the morning. So she accepts, goes back to Holland's head house. Holland's head's house, <laughs> <laughs> and Malloy goes with him back at the house over drinks. Um, her odd behaviour continued. So she gets up and down, keeps looking out of the windows. She gives them cigarettes and then takes them out of their mouths. Oh God! Malloy assumed that she'd run away from an abusive partner because she seemed paranoid. 
and she, she also so when she was uh, taking the cigarettes out of her mouth she was like saying that they might be poisoned and mm. shit like that so she was fully delusional I guess yeah shortly before midnight Malloy leaves the house and Sabina stays the night I'm getting right? nervous mm-hmm. I know that yep. something's coming those instincts are good <laughs> The next day, uh, Holland's head calls his brother, asking him, uh, like, you, you know, about local hospitals, trying to find Sabina's sister, Ursula. Okay? Lovely guy by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Later that evening, uh, a meal was being prepared. So Holland's head leaves the house, goes to his neighbor's house, asks for a tea bag, goes back inside his house. One minute later, he staggers outside. He's bleeding. And he tells the neighbor, she stabbed me. He collapses to the ground. And he dies from his injury shortly. I guess he bleeds out. Oh, Sabina had stabbed Holland's head five times. And this is the saddest. His last words before he died allegedly were, look after my dog for me. Oh. Yeah. No. What kind mm. of dog did he have? I couldn't tell you. Funnily, a dog features later on in this story. Apache, don't listen. The neighbor dialed 999, which is... Triple zero. Triple zero or 911. Sabina runs away and was caught on the CCTV again nearby, running away. She um, she ran out of the house with a hammer, and get this, she's periodically hitting herself over the head with the hammer. Oh. Ew. What a Ew. scary sight, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Some woman obviously covered in blood from stabbing yeah. the guy. Just hitting randomly herself hitting herself every now and then with a hammer. Um, a passing motorist sees her, and, I mean, all these motorists and, and people, like, helping and stuff, he gets out of his car and tries to tackle her to take control of the hammer. Oh, my God. But while wrestling with him, Sabina grabs a roof tile out of her pocket and hits him in the back of the head with it, and it stuns him temporarily. She doesn't hurt him anymore? No. She, she does that and then gets up and runs. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, a roof tile. <laughs> how, big, how big are her pockets? <laughs> yeah, right? She got, she, she's from Sweden, so she's got, like, those weird Swedish clothes, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> From Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by this time, paramedics had located her, chased her down, but... I wonder if it's the same ones from before. Yeah, they're like, they're like this one. You again. <laughs> <laughs> so, hang on. So they, they catch up to her, right? The pursuit ends only when, at Heron Cross, Sabina jumps from a 12-metre, 40-foot-high bridge onto the A50. Mm. She's loving those motorways. Okay, does this finally? She breaks both ankles and fractures her skull in the form in the fall. Sorry, she was taken to hospital, still alive. Oh my goodness! Yep. She's like Terminator. Mm-hmm. She got hit by a car five days ago. She's jumped off a bridge and she's mm-hmm. still alive. Mm-hmm. And she's all got all those hammerheads. And she's hammer- been hitting herself. In yeah, the- yeah. Hammerheads. <laughs> Head hammer things. So. She she's charged with murder at this point. At no point during the questioning does Sabina give any real reason for her actions. She replies to all questions with no comment. Mm-hmm. Ursula went back to Sweden. <laughs> no, no, with no event, no fanfare. Just gets back on the plane, goes back to Sweden. Doesn't save for her sister. Doesn't save for the court case. Anything like that. She hightails it out of there, and then she she eventually resettled in uh, America. She's the That's, one with the kids. Uh, no, Sabina's the one with the kids. Oh my god. Okay. Right, so one of them just continued down crazy town and the other one... Well, but, I mean, Ursula was, was stuck in hospital, so maybe she would have, you know, Yeah. with Sabina. So 
Sabina uh, ends up pleading guilty to manslaughter with diminished responsibility. Right. Right. The defense counsel in trial claimed that the Erickson, I said that Erickson was a secondary sufferer, so I'm guessing that's Sabina. Yeah. Was a secondary sufferer of folia de, influenced by the presence or perceived presence of her twin sister, the primary sufferer. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean. Is there an explanation? Do you have an explanation of folia, folia de for people who may be. I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the court also heard that she'd suffered from a rare psychiatric disorder which made her hear voices but could not interpret what they said, as well as an, as well as an alternative theory that she had suffered from acute polymorphic delusional disorder. I forgot to look up what that was. Do you want me to look now? No. Okay. <laughs> her plea was accepted by the prosecution and she was sentenced to five years in prison. Right. Wait, five years? Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Five years for killing an innocent guy who just, like, was being a good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. So what is follow your death? Yeah. I, I, you want to say do? I want to say do. Yeah, I want to say do as well, but I, I looked it up both. I looked up both the American pronunciation and the British pronunciation, and it's duh. That's not how all that way. No, no, no. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I know that we like to, you know, make our fallout boy overlords proud. <laughs> So according to the National Library of Medicine, folia de is defined as an identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals, usually members of a close family. The term folia de includes several syndromes in which mental symptoms, particularly paranoid delusions, are transmitted from one person to one or more others with whom the apparent apparent instigator is in some way intimately associated so that they can come to share the same delusional ideas. Right? Mm-hmm. Following? Yep. Psychodynamically, the submissive induced person unconsciously acquires the characteristic of the more dominant inducer. The dominant partner provokes the submissive one into accepting his or her delusions rather than risk the deterioration of a close and gratifying relationship. Folia de thus keeps the pair united but increases their detachment from the world of reality. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in which case I'm thinking of? The Trump family? Yeah. Yep. So here's some other cases of folia de you may remember. Christine and Leah Papin. You know them, the French maids who beat their masters to death, plucked out their eyes. Yep. Their eyes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a case, a supposed case of folie de. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Vaya, the Slenderman stabbings. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, and the Trump family from Victoria who all went on that weird little road trip. Yeah, I want to I want to cover that. Yeah, that's that, that fucking would be weird. a good story. But that one is actually a case of folie a famille. Oh, which okay. is, you know, a folie de with the family. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and this is where the dog comes in. There's even a case involving a dog. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's actually like not legit because I looked into it because I was like, "What the dog can like you know?" The dog can have delusions. Yeah. No. Um. What happened was there's this lady who thinks that her upstairs neighbors are trying to kill her with like gamma rays or something, and so um the dog gets conditioned to behave in a certain way when she does. I was gonna say yeah. if I like thought somebody was dodgy, I'm sure like I'm Patchy sure Patchy would work off your yeah. Yeah. yeah you and Patchy could have followed her. Oh, for sure. And he just looked at us. <laughs> <laughs> Go to sleep, patch up. So, while on that YouTube video, oh, so that's basically my whole explanation of Folia de. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, while on that YouTube video, there was a comment by a user called UK Prog Rock. He said, uh, and I quote, We actually covered this when training for the ambulance service. It's widely accepted that she was suffering from ABD, acute behavioral disturbance, and systems, and oh, sorry, and systems in both the ambulance service and police have since changed due to this incident. So, what is ABD? 
So it's an umbrella term referring to various conditions of medical emergency where a person behaves in a manner that may put themselves or others at risk, but it's not a formal diagnosis and its use is controversial. ABD can be caused by a number of conditions, including psychosis, substance abuse, hypoglycemia, hypoxia, and head injury, and treatment usually consists of verbal de-escalation, sedation, and antipsychotic medication, and I'm not sure if both women were suffering from this. It sounds like it's just a fancy way of saying the person's acting... Weird. Insane. Yeah, Yeah. and I'd say that that's probably the reason why it's not in the DSM. Well, yeah, because it just covers, I mean, if somebody's on drugs, Mm. behavioural disturbance, Mm -hmm. if somebody's hit their head, behavioural disturbance... If somebody's got a mental disorder, yeah, behavioural disturbance. Also important to note that folio is not, also not listed in the DSM-5. Really? The closest thing I could find was delusional disorder or other specified schizophrenia spectrum and other psychotic disorder. That's interesting that it's not in the DSM. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Do people know what, the... what causes it? What folio de? Yeah. No. What if we got it? Yeah. I always think, like, I'm... My brain's too strong for that. But then remember when I get too drunk and I think that I'm talking to people? Yeah. So upon sentencing Sabina, Justice Saunders said the following. I understand that this, so this is the justice that sentenced her to five years, right? Mm. I understand that this sentence will seem entirely inadequate to the relatives of the, of the deceased. However, I have sentenced on the basis that the reason for the killing was the mental illness and therefore the culpability of the defendant is low and therefore the sentence I have passed is designed to protect the public. It is not designed to reflect the grief the relatives have suffered or to measure the value of Mr. Holland's head's life. No sentence that I could pass could do that. It is a sentence which I hope fairly measures a truly tragic event. And that is a weird and very sad case of the Erickson sisters. Thoughts? So weird for Mm a start. Mm -hmm. So strange. Um, I I think it's really strange that the other sister was just like, peace, and went back to her life like normal. Yeah. Um... I would love to know what happened that day before or, like, the night before, the morning of, when they yeah, hopped yeah. on that ferry. More what? info, right? That's yeah, what yeah. I want. Is, is, yeah. is there not more information no. available? Oh, look, I didn't do a, like, full, you know. I'm sure that if anyone's listening to this that has properly researched this case, they'll be like, um, yeah, you left out this whole chunk where we find out about her home life. And, well, if, yeah, But if I couldn't. Do, I couldn't find it. If there is anyone who knows more, mm. let us know because I'm genuinely curious. Chime in. I would just love to know, like, that morning, like, what kicked it off? I, I've thought yeah. this with the Trump family as well. I just want to yeah, know yeah. how it What begins. was the straw? Yeah. yeah. What, what, like, yeah. Anyway. But, um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, a delusion. It's a delusional disorder, so it's it can be brought on by nothing, essentially. And I think it's interesting also that, that it's kind of, that folio dur is almost designed to, like, um, bond or bind these two people together um, inextricably, you know? Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's it's funny weird. Funny weird, not funny ha-ha. No. No. But, yeah, so that's it. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, Becky's still feeding my child, Emmy. Yep, so we'll we'll close this out. Becky says goodbye. Yeah, Becky um, says bye. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we've also got a website at bloodybazaar.com. Thanks, everyone. Listen next week when Sarah will talk about... The Min Min Lights. The Min Min Lights. Yeah. All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>